Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. How is the broader Trump world looking at this? What do we know about what the president is thinking? Uh, well, they're focusing, George, as you heard from Rachel say, solely on that question of constitutionality and making the case that the responsibility for the riot rests with the rioters. But what I am told Donald Trump himself is primarily focused on is revenge. He wants to take revenge on those Republicans who voted for impeachment, on those who have been insufficiently supportive of him during this time, and that once this trial is over, Donald Trump will reemerge and, I am told by his political advisors, reassert his control, or at least try to reassert his control over the Republican Party. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that's what's going to happen. That's what's that's what is going to happen. Let's go to the phones. Twenty nine after the hour. Gene uh, in New York. Hey, Gene, go ahead. Thank you for holding. Hello. Hi. Hey, go go right ahead, Gene. Hey, Joe. Um, last time I was on your show, I spoke about that we are uh, the Republicans just think that we're stupid, but we have to go way beyond that now. They don't care. They are so involved and entrenched in this guy, Donald Trump, yep. and themselves keeping position that they yep. are putting us a dangerous level that they I, I'm sure they don't understand. They, they do understand. They don't care. This danger level that they're putting us at is black against white, Republicans, uh, Republican against Republican, Republican against Democrat. It's a total, total chaos what they're doing. They, they, somebody, they have to be stopped. Donald Trump is now out of office. They have to be stopped, and they, Donald Trump has to be dealt with because if he's not, he's going to reemerge just like that guy said. Oh, no, that, I mean, he, he's not, he hasn't gone anywhere. Absolutely. You're 100% right. And, and, and what I saw, and that's why I asked the question, what are you, we, all of us, going to do about it? And, it's, and, and this battle that we're in, because that's what you're describing, it, it has to be fought on multiple levels. Uh, it, it, so it has to be fought in the Senate on a political level. Uh, it, it has to be fought on multiple levels. On my level, here as a, as a, as, you know, as a broadcaster with this platform, let me put it this way, with this platform that I have, and I'm you're not, doing I, an incredible, I, incredible I, thank, job you're doing. I'm not going to tolerate sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. I'm not, you know, I know there's a saying about in the Bible about suffering fools. I'm not suffering the the bays of the world. I'm not going to suffer them. uh, You know, what is it? What's the old saying? The lightly uh, uh, polite. I'm not suffering these fools. These, these these folk are they they will use every mechanism they will use every platform they will use every opportunity to keep Donald Trump alive and or trumpism much the same way and <clears throat> this is how i equate them in the in the fifties and the sixties, we had Dixiecrats who basically tried to take over, and to some degree, 
the Democratic Party. That's why they were Dixiecrats. The Strong Thurmans. I, I saw this great, you know, this great documentary about the um, Freedom Riders and how Kennedy, John Kennedy, and Bobby Kennedy were trying to stop the Freedom Riders. Oh, we, you know, we, we, it's for your own safety. Oh, you don't know what you're doing. You're going to get people killed. And the bottom line with the Kennedys, to be honest, let's just be straight up honest. They needed the support of the Southern Dixiecratic governors, Patterson, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and they didn't want to offend these folk. So they're telling the Freedom Riders, young people, most all of them young, you, you just got to stop it. You, you don't know. Please stop it. It wasn't. Wait a minute. And and it and when and when the the young freedom riders said no uh uh-uh. uh no but you you'll be killed yeah we've already signed our last will and testament this is this is what the Republican Party is going through now and they have to decide will this be the base of the Republican Party now I don't know what they're going to call it. You know, I I don't know what they're going to call it, but this is this is the base of the Republican Party, and we are in a twenty-first century battle, and it's going to be on multiple fronts, and these folk aren't just going to disappear. They're not going to disappear. And I, I'm sorry, and you can ignore them, um, wish them away. They're not going to disappear. And if they get a hold, if they get a hold to this government, I'm going to tell you, this country will, will bounce back like a rubber band. These are nothing more than modern-day versions of Dixiecrats. Except now it's the Republican Party. But by the way, these folk were part of, became part of the Re- Republican Party when they when they invoked the what the Southern strategy, because the Dixiecrats were thrown out of the Democratic Party. They were outvoted. Get out! You're gone. We don't want you. Oh, but you know, no, we're going to fight for civil rights of. On a, on a broad basis, and and what happened was they they came up with the Southern strategy and said, well, if the Democrats don't want you, which they don't, come on over to the Republican Party, and they called it a Southern strategy, and what they said was, don't be overtly racist, come up with cold words. And the cold law and order come up with cold words. Matter of fact, t- huh, Daryl? You've got the quote. I mean, this was secretly taped. Lee, Lee, Lee Atwater, at- yes. Lee Atwater. Play, play now for those that I know many of you have heard it, 
But this was the strategy, and this is today's Republican Party. Except now it is Trumpism. Play it, uh, uh, Daryl. Here's how I would approach that issue as a, as a statistician or a political scientist. No, as a psychologist, which I'm not, is, is how abstract you, you handle the race thing. In other words, you start out, and, and now y'all aren't quoting me. You start out in 1954 by saying nigger, nigger, nigger. By 1968, you can't say nigger. That hurts your backfire. So you say stuff like uh, force busing, states' rights, and all that stuff. And you're getting so abstract now. You're talking about cutting taxes and all of these things you're talking about are totally economic things. And the byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than whites. And subconsciously, maybe that is part of it. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that if it is getting that abstract and that coded, uh, that, that, we, that we're doing away with the racial problem one way or the other. Uh, you follow me? Because obviously sitting around saying uh, we want to cut taxes, we want to cut this, and we want is much more abstract than, than even the busing thing. Uh, and a hell of a lot more abstract than never knew. You know. So I, any way you look at it, race is coming on the back burner. There you go. That's it. And that's what they're attempting to do here. That, that, you know, that's why under the, as part of the foundation of what took place January 6th, the part of the foundation, part of the foundation was white supremacy. Part of the foundation, it wasn't total. Part of the foundation was white supremacy. And what they attempt to do is 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 put it on the um, on the back burner, and by doing what, being abstract. And that's what he said. Nineteen fifty four. Nobody bothered. You could say you could say nigga, 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 all you wanted to, and it's particularly in the South, didn't make any difference, and 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 that was at the beginning of. Brown versus Board of Education. It didn't make any difference. But then what happened, culture started to change. People started fighting back. And then you had Lee Atwater say, oh, this is 1968. This is 34 years later. There's a whole new generation. And I'm sorry, that's going to backfire on you. Now, your attitude doesn't change. You can still undervalue, underestimate, and marginalize. But the code, you have to come up with a different code, different wording. Because if you do what you did in 1954, what did he say? It's going to backfire on you. That's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. 1-866-801-8255. St. Paul, remember, not suffer fools lightly means no patience with fools. I don't have patience with, I, I just don't have patience with fools. Bay, Bay was a fool, and he made a fool of himself. He made a fool of himself. First of all, he comes with this attitude of superiority. 
while I won't hang up. Like I give up about him hanging up. one 801 41 after the hour. Well, I won't hang up. Like my heart would be broken. <laughs> like my heart, like, oh, gee. And, and you know, who? and, and then when he, and, uh, look, babe, just stay where you are. That's okay. I just got a few simple questions. And he and he knew the answer. He knew the answer, but he also knew that though that was riotous behavior, and he tolerated it. He didn't care. He knows the answer. Just like Trump didn't care. Trump didn't give a flying you know what that those that that those members of Congress. A branch of our government was being attacked by the citizens of the United States of America. Trump didn't care. Matter of fact, he said to the rioters, we love you. That's what he said. We love you. Okay, y'all made your point. Y'all made your point. Go home. We love you. Wow. There was a mob, and he said, We love you. I'm Madison, 42 after the hour. Mary Wilson. There are people we need to honor, like, uh, you know, we need to honor some of the older stars because they're kind of just getting, you know, just a few of us. So we want to try to, um, you know, award people like, you know, Sammy Davis Jr., people who have not gotten any kind of uh, play from any of these other award shows. The great thing is you didn't stop. A lot of oh, people no, a lot of people stopped. So clearly you're enjoying it. I mean, you're you're coming into oh, you your sec- second, third what? I, I love what I do. In fact, this is one thing I said uh, and when I do my little lectures and my uh, master classes, I say, you know, you might as well uh Choose a job or a career or whatever in, in, in the area that you enjoy because you're going to have to work hard. Very few of us are really rich, 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 right? Right, right, right. So <laughs> if, if you got to work, you might as well choose something that you enjoy. The uh, book now, mm-hmm. what, 250,000 copies and counting. Why did you feel it necessary mm-hmm. to do a sequel? The story of the Supremes for me is from the time Florence Dine and I and, and Barbara Martin, the initial there were four, four of, you four of us, you know, mm-hmm. started singing. Um, and then, of course, we went on to become very, very famous. So to me, that was one book. But I wrote about my entire life. And I always laugh because the, the audience certainly loves the old Supreme song. Oh, and love you that bring them on and, and you bring them on stage. Do you yeah. do do you do this in yes. the blue where well, you come up on stage? Oh yeah. But I always laugh because inevitably and you said them mm. you, you said this because they get up on stage, but you always point out they want to do the Diane Not, part. Diane yeah, part, they right, want right. to do the, but, yeah. But you know it's amazing. So many people they know the backgrounds. Oh yeah. Well that's that. the chorus. I love but, that. But, but the, so they love it all. Yeah, Mary Wilson, a frequent guest on our on our show. Uh, you you know, waking up to the news, she died suddenly, in in at her home. And I remember, I I tell you, my my one memory when we first met her in person. I mean, in person, it was uh, we were in, I was 
we were all we were in Palm Springs. Yes. I was going through my um, my um, prostate cancer uh, treatments. Yes. Over at Loma Linda, staying in Palm Springs and doing the show at three o'clock in the morning. Yes. In order to keep it live. Keep it live mm-hmm. back here East Coast. And who comes by the hotel suite where we were? Yes. Early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Early in the morning. Mary Wilson. Mm-hmm. And just it was just like We'd known each other for for years, and Linda Green, who um, is from Washington D.C., they are lifelong friends. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, just like sisters. Yes. And uh, you know, Linda introduced us, and you know, said, "No, you got to come over. You got to talk to him. You got to be on the show." And and ev- and every single time she came to Washington D.C. She showed up in our studio, and you know what's ironic? Uh, Sam, you were, I mean, we were scheduled to interview Mary Wilson, weren't we? Yeah, yes, we were, because it's the 40th anniversary. Yeah, and what, I'm sorry, Sherry, what were you going to say? I think because of COVID, it was pushed back. It was delayed is the reason that we had not already done it. Is that in the right, Sam? You've been in touch with her people. Uh, actually, I it was supposed to happen last month. Yes. And then after January 6th, they said, this moment oh, isn't right. Got this it. is yeah, not the, the right moment, moment for, for an interview. And I, I also misspoke. I said 40th anniversary, which then, I, you know, that's not long enough. The 60th anniversary wow. of the day the Supreme signed with Motown wow. was on January 21st, just a couple wow. of weeks ago. Wow, 60, on the 60th anniversary. And I got to tell you, uh, Mary Wilson was my favorite uh, Supreme. Now, and I knew Florence Ballard. She, you know, but, you know, she left. They put her out of the organization. But you want to talk about somebody who had a... Not only was it she, her voice was actually. Let me be honest with you. A lot of people may disagree with this, and I think more would agree. She actually had a, a, a probably a better, pure quality singing voice than Diana Ross. Yes, many thought that. Uh, is that yes. right? Yeah, I mean she because she had a a, a, a a range. Yes, you know she had a, a range. Anyhow. Let me go to Dre from Massachusetts. Go ahead. Oh, and Sherry and family inside. Yeah, go, hey, go right ahead, Dre. Thank you. Yeah, if I could just say one thing. I just want to say R.I.P. to Mary Wilson. Man, I am so depressed this morning about hearing that news yeah. about her. And, you so. know, the thing, you know, we, we were too. I, I was, because we were, as I said earlier, we were planning an interview. We were, you know, we were in, she actually reached out to us. Uh, I've got the, the 60th anniversary of the Supremes, and can we come on the show? Mary, no problem. And and like I said, um, uh, we've got uh, close friends here in Washington, D.C., Linda Green. Uh, they've been friends from way back, and Linda introduced us, and, and every we, she never said no to an interview, and and there's uh, I I was laughing because I remember we uh, she called the show one time, 
and she she says, you know, I listen to the show when I'm driving around Los Angeles, and 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 I know him. I'm, I'm I I know him. I know him. She really. And I got to tell you, when when you ask people of particularly of her status, ask people to come into the studio at six o'clock in the morning. I mean, and and they do it. I mean, that tells you what they think really of this audience. It, it really does. I, I keep telling people it's not about Joe Madison. It really is the respect they have for all of you who listen and participate. That's really, it's the same thing with Obama. Uh, Valerie Jarrett said it. Joe, it's the respect he has for the audience. And that's what I try to share with folks at SiriusXM. It, it's a respect that they have for the audience, pro, con, and otherwise. But, yeah, it's, uh, that, uh, you know, it's, 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 you wake up to the sad news. Um, but she, she was, she's, as, as Sherry says, she's just for real. She's just real, yes. man. She was yes. just real. Yes. And, uh, but just the, and, and then I wonder what's going to happen to all these dresses. Cause she has the collection. She has the collection. I shouldn't say dresses, excuse me. Gowns. The gowns. <laughs> the ga- Cause she was going to create a, start a museum. Yes. I wonder what, what, you know, what will happen now. She was a very relaxed, comfortable person. Yeah. When you got past the introductions and could talk to each other for a few moments and yeah. you feel each other out. Yeah, yeah. And she could be very relaxed and be the friend. Well, yeah, because I always tell people there's the public and then there's the private. Yes. And and so many, and, I mean, if you know, the and the private person is entirely different than the public person. And sometimes you don't get past that public person. No, no, no. And and for various yes, reasons. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean that people true. have to people have to be guarded. Yes. People have to be guarded. And you think you you know, because folks are extreme you know, the public is extremely critical. Mm-hmm. I mean the slightest little mistake, we I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday I got somebody, you know, it's Valentine, not Valentine, and it's my accent. I mean, it's just like sometimes I say Ohio, not Ohio. And I swear to God, man, it's like, uh, okay, public, I get it, no problem, thank you. Public. Yeah, public. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know. That's an inside joke. Yeah, really, yeah. Um, Good spirit. She'll be missed. Uh, no question. She will be She will be missed. So it's one original Supreme left. One original Four Top left. And one original Temptation that's left. Wow. But their music will live forever. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.